What's up, people? It's the Business of Everyday podcast with Ajo Abinoma. Keep listening. Keep listening. Hi there. My name is Ajo Abinoma and welcome to the Business of Everyday podcast. I'm here today basically to talk about servanthood. Hmm. What really comes to mind when you hear people talk about service or servitude? It is a condition in which one lacks liberty, especially to determine one's course of action or way of life. And most times it goes with being disrespected and looked down upon. One thing you'd hear me talk about many times is seven because I love to. I grew up seeing my dad doing that all the time and mostly I wasn't so happy about it because I felt he concentrated his energy on other people more than his family. (laughs) There's got to be some balance, right? Anyway, I do not know if that's where I picked it from but I'm happy when I'm able to help others and I find it honoring for people to consider me helpful and for that matter come to me when in need of something. Even though I do not like asking for help, I find it fulfilling to be able to be of help to others. (laughs) I don't even get it, but well. (laughs) I've said it before on this podcast how everything began for me through service, being available and present for people and most especially my church whenever I'm needed and how through that I discovered some things I've been gifted to do. (laughs) I always laugh over this when I say that everything I do or know how to do in terms of gifts and abilities was discovered in church uh, apart from me playing basketball (laughs) but I'm sure if there was a basketball court at church that too would be on the list no doubt about that. Service, I believe, is an unsung gift of God. Many of us might be tempted to think of service as being beneath us. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure we all appreciate good service, but we might tend to think of it as something someone else does for us rather than something we do for others. We prefer to think of ourselves as leaders rather than servants. Today, let's shift our focus off of ourselves and talk about having a mindset of a servant. Because really, service is a gift. Some things I've discovered about servants, not just by name but by heart, are selflessness and humility. Yes, real servants make themselves available to serve, always on standby for duty, paying attention to needs and finding means to help out and their dedication and commitment to tasks remain the same regardless of the size of the task, whether it is sweeping or uh, leading a group or teaching. They do it with all of their heart, whether it is speaking in front of an audience of one or 10,000, they put in the same energy. Earlier, I used the word servant by heart and not by name because Not everyone serving has the right heart for it, as in genuinely being of help and meeting a need. Unfortunately, 
a lot of our service is often self-serving. We serve to get others to like us or to be admired or to achieve our own goals. But that is manipulation, not ministry. God is always more interested in why we do something than what we do. Attitude counts more than achievements. That is why in 2 Chronicles 25-2, King Amaziah lost God's favor, not because he didn't please God by what he did, but because he did what he did, not from a pure heart. Servants think more about others than about themselves. They are not self-centered or self-seeking, not thinking less of ourselves, but thinking of ourselves less. There's a difference that we must note there. The Apostle Paul said something I found very profound. And he said, forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. And that is because when we stop focusing on our own needs, then we become aware of the needs around us. I remember a point in my life where I made a decision to not go to God with my needs, but with the needs of others. Basically because, you know, as they say, trouble not a finish. <laughs> I won't ever finish talking about mine to even chip in somebody's. And that really helped me a lot. My relationship with God was deepened and my focus was shifted from all the things that wasn't working to what was and remained thankful for all the people in my life, praying and interceding as well as being available to help when needed. You see, real servants don't try to use God for their purposes. They let God use them for his purposes. You know, I tried to check the definition of service or servant and while looking through the dictionary, something caught my attention and that was the synonyms, you know, to the word service. And one that really caught my attention was steward. To be a steward is to be entrusted with something that you do not own but are to take good care of. So having this in mind, it is easier for us to implement a mindset of a servant. I mean, when man fell, the flesh took over and began to rule. And by that, all man did was pursue things of the flesh, which leads or led to death. But once we accept God's gift of salvation through Christ Jesus, there's a change of ownership. We belong to him and we must use what we have to serve his purposes whenever he calls. Because really, we are not owners, but stewards. If we see ourselves as such, it won't be difficult to avail ourselves for the master's use. Even Jesus, the only begotten son of God, emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant. When was the last time we even emptied ourselves for someone else's benefit? We can't be servants if we are so full of ourselves. Even Jesus had to empty himself. Some people try to use service as a bargaining tool with God. <laughs> I'll do this for you, God, if you do something for me. Well, <clears throat> people with a mind and heart of servant don't try to use God for their purposes. They let God use them for his purposes. I mean, thinking like a servant is difficult and challenging because we are selfish by nature. That's why humility is a daily struggle for me and quite a number of people also. I know I'm not alone in this. And so it is a lesson I must relearn over 
and over. And by God's grace, we are getting there. The opportunity to be a servant confronts me dozens of times a day in which I'm given the choice to decide whether meeting my needs or the needs of others. The opportunity to be a servant confronts me dozens of times a day. I'm sure you have your share of experiences in which, you know, we are given the choice to decide between meeting our needs and the needs of others. We must understand that self-denial is the core of servanthood. We need to empty ourselves. But how do we even measure our servant's heart? How do we know that really we are on a path of servanthood? We can measure our servant's heart by how we respond when others treat us like servants. Hmm. We are about to shake some tables right now. <laughs> how do you react when you are taken for granted, bossed around, or treated as an inferior? Hmm. It's tough. But how else would we learn if we are not confronted with such situations? It's not easy, but the grace of God avails for us to be able to do it. You know, that is why the Bible says in Luke 6.30 that if someone takes unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. <laughs> oh Lord. Always remember that servants think like stewards, not owners. Servants remember that God owns it all. All of our time belongs to God. He insists on exclusive allegiance, not part-time faithfulness. Servants think about their work, not what others are doing. They don't compare, criticize, or compete with other servants or ministries. They are too busy doing the work of God given them. You know, real servants don't complain <laughs> of unfairness. They don't have pity parties. And they don't resent people or those who are not serving. They just trust God and keep serving. A perfect example is Martha complaining to Jesus about Mary not helping with the chores. You know, it is really not our job to evaluate the master's other servants. And it is also not our job to defend ourselves against criticisms. Let the master handle it. Remember that your service for Christ is never wasted, regardless of what others say. One very important thing to notice, the servant who knows his worth. The servant I'm talking about here are ones who have the identity in Christ. And because they remember they are loved and accepted by grace, they don't have to prove their worth. They willingly accept jobs that insecure people would consider beneath them. One of the most profound examples of serving from a secure self-image is Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. Now that's what I'm talking about. If you are going to be a servant, you must settle your identity in Christ. Only secure people can serve. Insecure people are always worrying about how others see them or how they appear to others. They fear exposure of their weaknesses and hide beneath layers of protective pride and pretensions. The more insecure you are, the more you will want people to serve you and the more you would need their approval. When we base our worth and identity in our relationship with Christ, we are freed from the expectations of others and that allows us to really serve them best. We may brag about ourselves 
but the only approval that counts is the Lord's approval. Indeed, the closer we get to Jesus, the less we need to promote ourselves. Servants think of ministry as an opportunity, not an obligation. So really, this is also a check. If whatever you are doing, you know, claiming to be serving and you see that as an obligation, then you know that you shifted from the life of service. Because servants enjoy helping people, meeting needs and doing ministry. Why? Because they love the Lord. Imagine what would happen if just 5% of all Christians in the world got serious about, I mean, their role as real servants. Imagine all the good that could be done. Are you willing to be one of those people? I am willing. And so help me, God. I hope you also get to make the decision right now. Are you willing to be one of those people? It doesn't matter your age. God will use you if you begin to act and think like a servant. To be a servant, we must think like a servant. Thank you for joining today. I hope you've received insight that adds positively to your life. You can engage me on social media at The Ajoa Benewa and join our discussion channel by searching The Business of Everyday on Telegram. Until the next episode, same time tomorrow, it's bye for now.